0: Gear, the weekend review with Dean Watling, Julian Valance, and Jack Dickens. 0499 736 736. A fox catcher in hat will be given away for the best text message today. So send them in. Um, but let's welcome in the team. You've heard his voice already this morning because he doesn't mind just jumping in when he's unwelcome. And his name is Jack Dickens. G'day, Dicko. Good morning, G. Um, Morning, boys. How are Jules, Jules valence hello to you. G'day, Gaz. Dicko. And uh, the barrier attendant um, in Sydney by himself today is Dean Watling. G'day, Dino. Dicko, Jules, G. How was your weekend, Dino?
1: Yeah, it was really good. Um, good horses starting to come back. It's You get that little fire burning in your belly again. Can't wait to sort of move into the autumn. It feels like we just finished spring and next thing you know, we're already in the autumn, but it was an outstanding weekend and, yeah, keen to rip into the review.
0: All right, then let's start with what we learnt over the weekend, and um, we'll start off with you, Dicko. This will be interesting to kick off proceedings. What did you learn this weekend? The the racing narrative that the
2: the, the way racing's measured and reacted to is so ancient. Um, to, to question John Allen's ride just off the like the the action of his arms, I, I find ludicrous. If you deep dive the sectionals, which surely for like the million dollar sport that it is, should just be there, like yep. at the click of your fingers.
0: That is ridiculous how we have to wait to Monday or Sunday or whatever day we have to wait because um, we can't trust them hundred
2: percent yeah. Like it's it is a joke.
0: But all you do is press it when they when they start. You just press the um, stopwatch, don't
2: you? <laughs> oh, I think judging rides though, like what I've learned to to judge rides <laughs> to, to judge tactics is a little bit like writing an email or a text when you're angry. Yep. <laughs> just sleep mm-hmm. on it. Wait till the numbers come through before you sort of. Like stake your position because if you had to gone one way or the other on John Allen's ride, you're probably wrong because the, the, the horse has gone extremely quickly from the 400 to the 200 and then slowed right down. So it's a bad ride. No, the horse the horse hasn't maintained a gallop. The, the 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 leader has been given an absolute peach. Yeah, if anything, it's it's really really poor placement.
0: So you have to ride the horse, the horse is, differently. Well,
2: the horse is airborne, but it's never going to be suited at sand down. Okay. Jules,
0: your thoughts on that?
2: Well, the problem with the horse is it's
3: got no gate speed. So when you've got no gate speed, you put yourself into a low percentage play to begin with. Now, um, the way that race evolved, it was just... Never going to work out, and you can say he had a lap full of horse, blah blah blah. It was just never going to happen. He doesn't seem to have a six hundred meter sustained effort, as Dico mentions. You know, he's probably got a 200, 300 meter burst of acceleration, which is absolutely electric at times. Yep. But we saw him uh, against Sosy Bon as well. Like he didn't have to turn a foot to to go past sosi Bon either the start prior. So we started which, learning which, from which this which was riding
2: horse. on the wall stuff. Because yeah, Sosy Bond's limited. Like he's so, very limited and he's old. But this is the narrative in racing, like. Sandown Hillside is not a fair track. So you're... everyone goes, "Oh, Hillside run on." It's not mm. because what happens is it's it's the big U turn at the bottom, and they all ride. The jockeys ride the same way, often like almost always. All if you look at your data, wherever you're going to get it from, it's always every race on Saturday is just about slow or below the average for that class race, and it's not the track circumference. It's it's just the way the the, yeah. the, the jockeys want to ride that track, and you need to put that into your calculations when you're betting. And also when you're placing your horse, because this horse is flying. The market's telling you, Jules, isn't it? Every time, Mm. geez, this horse is the best horse in this race. He he should have been at Randwick or he should be going to Flemington, this horse.
3: Jules? It's a good point. Dicko mentions about Sandown Hillside. I was on your show Saturday morning and I said, when there's a little bit of juice in this track in particular, forward of midfield is just an absolute gold mine. And and we always think, I mean, I listen to it and... Mm -hmm. And read it and you just don't believe it because you shouldn't listen to white noise. You do your own stuff. But there's this belief that Sandown Hillside is great for horses worse than midfield. Now, yes, it's a spacious track, but out three metres soft. I mean, if you ever see out three metres again and soft track, this is the lesson for the punters out there. Heavily, heavily go forward of midfield because that's how the track's going to play because that's how it does play. We
2: saw saw one horse come from seventh, which was Benedetta, two old shot. Yeah. And got to suck into the race. Got a, yeah. Like, like probably discerning, discerning if, we, if J car showed any intent on it, probably one, um, glory days up the inside, just a good set up horse. And then we saw Carlisle like over the top. They were the only horses that ran on all day and, and Carlisle was a blowout. So, so I wanna
0: I want to learn this then. And that race went no good. Yeah. It like, went horrible. You, you've got some great punts. I've got I'm I'm blessed to have great punting minds with us um, here this morning in the studio of SEN in Melbourne and Dino in Sydney, of course.
1: So detonator Jack
0: um <laughs> gets beaten five links and he starts a dollar sixty five after you just explain how you think the Sandown track plays. Like how does he get that short?
3: Well, obviously the market's got him as a group horse. So the numbers that he's produced on certain occasions, they put that into their data and they think that. Now I will say, and this is after the ball and blah blah blah. And I reckon you might have been with me here, Jacker, um, was that I was happy to be two rolls over at the market because I wanted to try and get as much out of him as I could possibly could. Yeah. Oh, I had uh, to,
2: and and it was it was to be honest, it was grim for me because I just did the same thing to Half Cabin, and it was looking like, like yeah, going to well, get not, knocked out again. And no, not that silly, but but yeah. oh, I am. <laughs> But, yeah, so there was some – yeah, absolutely. The market has
3: this horse pegged because he's got this big number. Um, mm. But now I, I'll be very intrigued as what the market does with him next up because right. we know he's going to be
2: worse than midfield. So, and I hope he goes to Flemington and the market sort of does spit him out a bit and I'm just going to – I'm going to steam right on in.
0: So do you feel for Johnny Allen in this situation when he has to ride a horse like a detonated Jack with that profile?
2: Yeah, I do. I yeah. do massively because he's he's gone, from the 1,000, from the he's gone um, 12.12, then 11.72, then 11.76. So that's a sustained increase of speed. That's what you want, a nice rhythm. Then he's gone 11.04 from the 4 to the 2, which is as fast as horses go, particularly stayers. The horse is just going to tap out. The race shape makes it impossible for that horse to win. Yep. So he's either got to dig it up and go three wide by himself, and then the horse would have stopped because it stopped anyway. And then he would be getting like properly crucified. and But would he get questioned by the stewards for that?
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, for, for he, he had to ride him out of his comfort zone, really, wouldn't mm. he? If, for people to get off his back. They say, oh, well, at least. He so
0: how he does he race. win that race then? He doesn't. So it's impossible. <laughs> so we're telling, you're telling me right now, what time is it? 12 minutes past eight on a Monday morning. He couldn't adult... get past, he couldn't go past Beltura. Correct. Because so when, when you're not, a back market, you're
2: think... dictated to by the race shape.
0: So the market just the market got it completely wrong. Whereas well, you look
2: at right you are, it's gone twelve three two the ten the yeah. ten to the eight. So it's it's going slower cruising while John Allen's building. Yeah. Then it's gone eleven eight four, eleven seven two, eleven three, six. So when he's gone 3 three six, Nader jacks had to go eleven oh four, like top, top
1: speed.
0: All right then. What did you learn over the weekend, Dean Watling? There's a couple of things
1: I learned. Um, the first one is I know me and Dicko had a good debate on this with the Aft Cabin set up and the Godolphin set up. I just wanted to bring the stats on Godolphin off one trial and Just rub it in a little That's bit more, I Dino. I
0: like this. Keep going. Honestly.
1: <laughs> um, so, Godolphin, the last 365 days, James Cummings, first up, they strike at 20.3% strike rate so it's near their best um, first up off one trial they strike at 21.3 percent and first up off two trials they strike at 22.3 percent so for punters out there if you ever get concerned over one 740 meter trial into a, a hot race or um, a couple of shorter trials or you sort of think this horse is maybe a little bit down at the trials just back the dolphin first up they're bomb proof they're dynamite Um, that's sort of what i learned another thing i learned dick i know we had a good debate on it but trust your judgment as a form analyst. It's the only way you're going to learn it, right or wrong. When you get to a Sunday and you review a meeting, I think if you're going to take this seriously and want to go to the next step, trust your judgment. Don't factor in anyone else and then learn off yourself. I think going forward, you can't learn if you're taking other people's opinions and listening to the other people. Back your judgment and um, you'll get better as a form analyst.
0: Great advice, Dino. Um, Jules? What did you learn over the weekend? What well, did I just tell you about Sandown Hillside? Oh, okay, was that yeah, part of you? I yours? think that's the
3: key. And also to be agile. So I did the form Wednesday, Thursday, thinking this track would be good. And that's the way I originally had it planned. And then Friday night and Saturday morning, probably an hour and a half before I talked to you, Gaz, um, I completely reassessed and went, this is going to be a genuine soft track. I am going to be playing horses sitting in the first three. Yep. And in particular, I spoke to you
2: about um, two Arataki, which was yes. a complete steamer.
0: Yeah. Oh, like the... Home and host was That was a big, big yeah.
2: steam. And that was the ride of the day, I thought, J. Carr. Yeah. When she does that, gosh, she's hard to beat. I'll yep. tell
0: you what I've learned. The Warrnambool trainers are absolutely dead set flying at the moment. Mm. Lindsay Smith, the um, Purcell's training winners, Matty Williams' is training winners, Simon Wild's going okay, but he's still he's still around the mark. So I think the warnable trainers are flying. And what I also I learned on the weekend is that um, he's back. All right, folks, punters. You don't have to worry about doing form anymore in WA. He just backed W. Pike because he's that much better than him once again. Hasn't taken him too long, but he, <laughs> is, <it> <laughs> he is just in another planet. He's in, a, he's in a different world than his opposition at the moment, W. Pike. Did he ride a few, did he, guess? hes His strike rate. Um has been exceptional the last three to four weeks, Pikey, basically since the Gold Coast. Okay. So he's back to his normal dominance of WA racing. Is the market finding him? Um a little bit, but it doesn't really matter. He just back. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, right. Not, you don't no, go that theory. Yeah. You don't yeah. go back back a winners. No, no, yeah, I not love for us. living under a bridge. Yeah, yeah. Not, not for us mug putters. Just just back <laughs> W Pike. What I'm saying is that he's back to his best form. Very good. Was, yep. Um, We'll take a quick break on the other side of it. Don't forget to get your text messages in. We'll leave about five or six, maybe 10 minutes today because there's a few flowing in. So you can ask the panel a question, Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Some terrific prizes to give away this morning. But on the other side of it, we'll come back and have uh, the please explain. And full credit's not far away as well. Yeah, welcome back to Giddy Up, Ollie. We need some more inspirational music type of just to get us up and about on a Monday morning, brother. All weekend, hasn't He's like we're at a rave party still. It's, um, wish. With yeah, Carbonara. Wish. <laughs> yeah, sometimes at 20 it's past like eight on a, a Monday morning. That, we probably found ourselves there. Unbelievable. Um, who's that? Ben Carbonara. Oh, honestly, what yeah. a weapon. He's a he's a um, racing socialite, Benny Carbonara, that never sleeps. He just parties, doesn't he? He's got the
2: hairiest fingers I've ever seen, yeah. hairier than mine.
0: <laughs> He's a great man, Benny Carbonara. Now, Dicko, um, please explain, what did you learn?
2: Uh, I thought race nine at Sandown was fascinating. Yes. So glory days just looked like it was given none uh, first up at Warrnambool, this import, um, who was hard to line up. It had enormous SPs in good races overseas. Uh, but like to the eye, its last 100, 150, it was enormous. So then you thought, well, you know, I want to try and find this horse next time it goes around. Goes to sandown and full credit to the plastics. They put him up like five fifty, six fifty. So you thought they've they they haven't missed this, but it's drifted. It was soft embedding. and then it did what the eye told you it would do. Now why did it drift? This is the please explain. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the the brutal fact of it is that the the eye punner does not dictate the market, the sectionals at Warrnambool were not what the eye told you they were, were going to be. And therefore it drifted and was soft in bedding late on Saturday. Yep. But then it still was a, was able to win. But if you look at its sectionals at Warrnambool, they just don't scream like, oh, i savaged the line. I want to go 1,400 to 1,700. But the eye said, oh, this 1,600, this 1,700, 1,800, who cares? This horse is going to be winning next start.
3: Jules? Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, we talk about the markets and what sort of shapes them, and, and you mentioned a couple of things there. <clears throat> three and four pence is a horse that had no luck in two runs at Mooney Valley and clearly is a big track horse, was $10 into $6.50 with the also the guy that it was going to roll a little bit more forward with, Carr. So there's the factor there that speed map, the bigger guys are rolling in speed maps, and clearly that was the horse they wanted to be with because that was a fair steamer. I mean, if three and four and pence and, wins the race, we go, geez, that was a big go. And, and, and on
2: top of that, it's a very good lesson for punters out there. That was inside draw. To outside draw. Yep. Which you're taught is a negative. That's right. That's a falsehood. Yep. Correct. It's a positive because it allows the horse to be positive.
3: Yep. Yep. Well, and that's exactly the same as what happens with wrote to Arataki or something. It draws mm. 13 or 14, and people go, oh, that's terrible, blah, blah,
2: blah. Well, like Rolls on Thursday with that horse, you are sort of grayed right up. What, where's she going to be? The market told you. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, I get a worry few about tips. It. We're rolling s- forward.
0: I get a few tips from our listeners and the punters out there on social media saying, Gareth, I've got one for you, mate, because you always help me out. Say, yeah, Yeah, no <laughs> problem. Jeez, I've got a lot of um, social media tips for glory days. Yeah, because so, it, so, it's CI. It from from Wednesday to Saturday. Yep. Yeah, it was. I think it was a
3: fair street corner tip, as, as they yeah. would call it. Absolutely. I mean, the numbers from the Warnerbull race, where it was really solid in in the betting there, it was a really fast run race. That race, so you'd think, okay, so has it obviously come on? They put the blinkers on first time. There were so many factors to suggest this was going to be the one that was going to be on them off the map. But I think we come back to the fact the bigger guys would have speed would have mapped this horse probably going a long way back. And sometimes you can't make up the ground and that's what they probably did. They just thought it was just not, it doesn't become a high percentage play. Yes, it's probably the right horse, but just because you're the best horse in the race, doesn't mean you win the race because obviously race shape and where it was probably going to sit in running. Anyway, it defied that it's a really nice horse and it's one you can continue to follow because I think you'll make money out of it.
0: Jeff's got a good, please explain. Um, and this one could be for you, Dino. Can you please explain why Sulkham's still the favourite or equal favourite for the Melbourne Cup after his first up effort there the other day, Dino, in Sydney?
1: Yeah, I think it's a total forgive. He pulled up two out of five lanes, right. so the market's purely dismissed that. Um, and his first up 600 metres. I don't think he has any form until he gets over at least 2,400 metres. So that long out, uh, forgive the run lane, but moving forward, I think you've got to be very careful. That's a big rule of mine, horses having perfect preps in the grand finals and... Pulling up lane, first ups, not ideal at all there for Sulcan.
0: Luke Murrells from Australian Bloodstock. What did he tweet? Um, no, no speed, no, no class. class. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> oh, uh, well, to be honest, I mean, the horse is there to win a Melbourne Cup and and um, yeah, you don't I'm, win. I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of this horse. But let's not forget, Lloyd Williams won many Melbourne Cups by just putting his horse and have one run in the autumn yeah. and then put him back out and, and, and looking after them. So I was surprised Sulcan actually went up there and, and went for a run. So I don't know what he's prepped. He's going to be in, but I, I think
0: it's three
1: runs, I think we yep. heard through the week. Waller come out and said he's only going to have a really light autumn, three runs, and that is the target, Jules, head to the Melbourne Cup, so I think he's doing and the not, exact same oh, setup. I can't yeah. remember the races exactly, but him and Charlie had a little meeting on a Thursday that they posted on Twitter.
2: It's it's a, another lesson for putters. Look, it's, it, these are like barrier trials for that horse on a Saturday that you can bet on. Yeah. yeah. And then, therefore, we can bet against. Correct. And the, the market did. They identified Banjou as a race fit horse that's going to settle on the speed, and they steamed it.
0: You, you don't, you don't win Melbourne Cups in February, do you, Jules? No. You don't
2: win premierships in February. That's what I always used yeah. to say, why are we running? You can lose them though, if you got injured, so you can that's lose. A them. Very, that's <laughs> a very, that's a very good point. That's why you shouldn't
3: push yourself. Um, anything Correct. else that we? Correct.
0: Anything else that we need explaining today?
3: No, I thought um, no. Dicos was good.
0: Yeah, we'll take the news, 8.25, full credit. Jeez, we've got some good full credits coming up straight after the news. This is the Weekend Review. on am getting up on this Monday morning. Keep sending in your text messages. We are going to have plenty of time to get through them, 0499 736, 736. And the best text message this morning, we've got a couple that we can give away, a few prizes anyway. Um, I think Jules can choose the winner on this Monday. And I'll just give you a bit of a tip when you're sending in a text message. Jules is picking out the best one. He likes people to be smart. Don't you, Jules? Not at all. Everyone okay. can do their own thing. You, do you. Smart. you yeah. do you. You <laughs> do All right. Then we'll go to the news. Thanks for that.
2: <laughs> Mr. Barton. Oh. we got... Take me back, what baby. A, what a great song. Misha, the um, OC. I'll
0: start off with the full credits. Full credit to the driver, <laughs> our, our mate. Um, no one else gets this mail unless you're a part of the Giddy Up family. It's what the driver had to say a few weeks ago when we are having a chat to him and James Cummings, of course. He crewed or Af Cabin after it trialled or will it be Adamo still? I think af Cabin might turn out to be the best horse in Australia. Yep, it, People can do whatever you do with your stupid data or your, um, <laughs> what other, um, devices you have to try and work out who the best horse or who's your top three horses in the country. I just go to the source, the man that does know everything, and that's the driver. The eavesdropper. Yep. Um, and, and he might be right on the money, Jules Af Cabin. What'd you make of his performance on Saturday?
3: Yeah, he, I have just come off rating that meeting and, yep. um, the way I do it, it's gone enormous this race. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first up, that is just brilliant. Um, but let's put it into perspective. I mean, two dollars you know, out, two sixty was, yep. But um, that's okay because I don't reckon. Two dollars out to two you he'll have a next start. So yeah. we we learn our lesson from first up when he puts up a big number. Well, I've got him going as a big number, and that might be different to the rest of the market, and that's fine. I'm happy to sit in my own little
2: space. I, with I that. think Saturday was the day for like a, a a better prepared horse to knock him over.
3: Yeah, yeah. I the key for this horse, and we speak about it a lot, is lots of horses have got plenty of talent. When you we, we found Animo was a horse that would settle worse than midfield, and he, I thought he was always gettable as a two-, three-year-old. And then when he became this four-year-old, they decided, you know what, we can set him 1-1. One, one. We can set him forward of midfield. Then they become this really good beast. And Af Cabin showed on Saturday, first up, that he could sit in the 1-1 one, one or sit in the first three or four. It's, with, these horses with this ability can sit forward of midfield. They are dangerous, dangerous so I, propositions. I, I think you're
2: right. Like, there was... My end there was no sharp bets for a aft cabin on Saturday. I yep. bet you it's different next time. Correct, yeah. Yep. Sh- it, he showed them that like, he can settle in that spot. We and just so I don't get Torch, full credit to uh, young Nico from Racing Previous. He, he wants me to shout him out. He, he was very keen on our cabin, along with our man Dean Wiley.
0: Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to praise Dino today, eh, DK? I know it's hard uh, for you to say. I felt like he wasn't there. Yeah,
2: uh, I feel like, you know, he got one away. It's good. Now, why it's good did to get him get... back. <laughs> I, was, I was worried about him after last week with his golf stats and Golden Mile going <laughs> uh, okay. under. So. It Didn't... was 2 dollars at 260 so a little bit of a you know yep. asterisk upon it but full credit to day. Now
0: can I just can you explain why you took him on so like why you were so against Af Cabin? One trial
2: over 700 800 metres, 1200 first up Wait a, a second. lot of prompt...
0: before we get that explanation roll the tape there Jacko. I
2: think Af Cabin is the biggest false favorite in Australia on Saturday and I'll be top odds. Um barrier A, one it's had one 795 meter trial for a 1200 meter, like a hot 1200 meter race. Poor setup, big spruik. The market's like pricing off the spruik. Zoo Tigers trials were outstanding. It maps outstanding. It's very, very easy bet. I have it, favorite, way in front of our cabin. And then I was going to ask if you didn't cut it off. Also, communist, that was 18s into 10s. Yeah. So I, I actually was with the market on Saturday. I was against Daf Cabin at two bucks, different story at two sixty. Um, and I think Jules can sort of half defend me here.
3: Well, yeah, I, and I'm not gonna speak for you, Dicko, but this is this is the difference I think for us as we're trying to probably give, give some education to the punters out there is if you're against a horse at two dollars, it doesn't mean you're hard against it at two dollars sixty. So a big difference. And, and that is a big difference. And and for us who who bet and play into this uh, game so much it, it is about winning percentage chance and that's all the price is that's what people need to understand yes people go I just want a winner and and that either, it either wins or loses but in the space that we play in it is about price and you have to be sensitive and it, for example came might have marked this horse two eighty or three dollars. So when it gets to two sixty, two seventy, then he starts to slow down. He's not actively now pushing this horse. Whereas at $2, he can push it at $210, $220. He's done everything right. If it starts $260 and he lays it at $210, $215, $220, $225, $230, his expected margin's through the roof. He's actually done the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for punters to be able to understand, but you need to if you want to have I love you,
0: Jules. Again. Thank you. So, well, he should have explained it better than on Thursday, Jules. You have to. Yeah, you but he it... did
1: say you're going to be top odds no matter what Dicko. Like, no, I'm, I'm assuming if he got to ten dollars, no he's not going to be yeah. eleven. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Well, come on, guys. Like, Dean, you need to use a tiny bit of brain power there. I'm not top odds like out to six dollars. Like, all right then. I'm anyway, just, yeah, a bit of flair, a bit of content, like that, bit of
0: entertainment for the punter and the dribbler out there. I'm just trying to do my best. Oh, just
1: yeah.
0: Dino, you can have you can have a right to reply. I think I'm I'm on your side here, Dino. I know Jill's. And I'm gone. not I'm
3: not on sides here, by the way, either. This is this is nothing to do with no, sides. This I... is just trying to play explain to punters that if we're against a certain horse to a certain point, and then we want to back it, it's not like we're having our, our correct side in two. I know. sides. So, so,
2: like, if this horse was two dollars on Thursday, which it was, and, yes. and started at dollar sixty, I am completely and utterly wrong and ashamed of myself. Correct. That's how I view but it. But you
0: should have explained it like Jules said with Star Patrol. I think he's the best horse in the race. I think he probably wins, but I'm not backing exactly. him until he's two dollars fifty.
2: Well, let's make a note of that, well, Jacko. I need a little bit more time on
0: Thursday oh, to sort of articulate. Oh, myself. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um... <laughs> well, that was the advice. I think got it got well back late as well. I think it started around that like two thirty, two twenty price at most. Bookies there. So even though it was out the door, (laughs) late in the piece, it's got back in. And that was the advice on Thursday. I think way to the drift. It was priced off if it won a a group one in the, the spring, and it didn't. Uh, wait till later in the jump. We'll get yep. pushed out. They'll come for Zoo Tiger and those, and then it got backed in late when we got the good odds. So what I think that's s- the lesson in there: understanding the market what overall. Do you,
0: what do you say, DNA? Winners win, mate. Oh, you just keep yeah. your Winners chin. Winners win, up. baby. Winners win. Winners hey, win uh, back your judgment. Uh, Dean, pressure on. All right. I got another full credit roll of tape, Ollie. <laughs> this is this is well.
2: Story. I'm being serious now. This is the biggest <laughs> bet I've had in recent memory. Okay. Race five. Supposedly. Number nine, British Columbia. Bet responsibly, but oh, like it's just steam, steam, steam into this thing. It's the easiest bet of all time.
0: What well on Dicko? But see, and... this
2: is like the complete opposite of what we just spoke about. And and uh, Jules and I are both keen on this horse, and we we spoke about this before the show started. This horse was like wasn't soft, but it was not firm. So like as it jumped, I was not like. The market hadn't come towards us.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I found that really interesting. I think that's a it's a really good point because um, you look at all the factors when you do a race and you go, well, this horse is going to go forward. We had Sandown Hillside being forward of midfield, which obviously the bigger guys would have had. So I thought this horse is – no dramas would have started at $3. They actually came for a horse called Unusual Culture, which had flashed home first up, uh, I think, at Sandown as well. But that race went no good. There was no margins. I think there was, you know – uh, half a length, sort of the first five or six. So I was surprised the market didn't really um, come for British Columbia. I'm not complaining, but it just goes to show that once you think you know how a market's going to work, you quickly put back yeah, into like, line because it, it doesn't do you. exactly what you yep. what you thought it would set, do. Set, when, set, when
2: you get those opportunities at like 440, 4 yes. for $5, when you love a horse like a, I did I think Jules did, you kind of panic a bit to just try and get it, like get on. 'Cause I like I, I fully expected to wake up on Saturday and that was that horse
0: would have been three dollars. So what happens there? Do you listen to the market or do you go, Well, this I'm not as confident now? Well, because i I've the had market's that much not on
2: that I went to the actually went to the races on Saturday only for that race okay. and watched it parade and, and like I'd watched the first few races to confirm that it, like I I knew we were gonna lead and I just like it was my sole focus of, of Saturday was so British you... Columbia and checking everything was box was ticked. The only box that didn't get ticked was from the market.
0: You always tell us to really respect the market, especially late in betting, then Jules. So what happens then if you like a horse that you think's a dead set moral like you guys thought British Columbia was there on Saturday and it's you think it's three dollars and you're getting what, five fifty around that market, you think, oh, am I in trouble here? Do I have to like what do I do? Do I bet more or do I just um, Respect this market.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting one. So let's not say that the market bin this horse. It, it was solid at four twenty. It just held its price at four twenty. Now I was expecting it to get a lot shorter than that. Now if this horse is four dollars out to six dollars, I go and set fire to myself because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was solid at that four twenty. So you're just happy enough. Yeah. You're content. You're going. Geez, I wish. It, I, I'm surprised it didn't. I'm surprised they've gone for unusual culture. I've completely missed that. So then you start focusing on what have I missed with that horse, and you start playing on that. But you don't. You don't get too upset because of the fact that it just held its price. As I said, if it's a savage drift, you're
2: doing all sorts of things. In that scenario on Saturday, I've basically deep dived into the race and now I want to back unusual culture. It's one of my horses to follow because the market gave it a big tick and there's a lot of juice
0: to the data it ran on Saturday. So I'm using the market as a help moving forward. So just quickly before we go to a break, it sounds like British Columbia, was it like for a punter, it was the sweetest – it was the sweetest – spot that any horse could be if you really you're really keen. Because you're at the
2: neck to, you're, you're at the mercy of the gods. Like they might have gone up three dollars, British Columbia. Yeah. And we probably still would have had a bet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's Christmas, so you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and
3: you're right. So so from a punter's perspective, it was third up. It was going to roll forward. It was coming out of a perfect platform race. It was a slowly run race and they came home really good last four hundred. Nice it yeah. would have just been perfect profile. Profile. You got Beg under five dollars absolutely blowing the market expectations. to water. Begging so, and Child's real
2: good at sand yeah, down. If you're
3: looking at Ticking boxes, yep. and that's how you punt. You go, did it do that? Did it do that? It did everything, and you get the I best bet.
0: price you possibly can. because they're backing something yeah, and else, and it
3: doesn't. And, and so sometimes that doesn't happen. So like, you've go, got to celebrate. Days
0: the horse we
2: spoke about before. There's there's another world where that horse, another simulation where that horse goes up twelve dollars. Yeah, and we're all on. Yeah, they went up six dollars, so we weren't on. Yeah. Like whatever they go up dictates what we're on.
0: I think this has nearly been our best review today. Some fascinating conversations. We take a break on the other side of it. Horses to follow. Then after that, your questions. 0499 736. 736. I'll be true, yeah. Great to be with you on this Monday morning. Firstlightracing.com.au. They're having plenty of success. Firstlight racing. Get up the instructor coming up with the blue diamond. Big Not chance in away. the blue diamond. Yes. is. And they're flying firstlightracing.com au. Of course, we're doing this for the greatest online bookmaker, Bet365. Make sure you gamble responsibly. One 858 five eight eight five eight. I'm not. I'm not just saying this because they're part of my family. Bet365. But when you're having multies, etc., and um, top toad on a Saturday, there are the they're, they're the best online bookmaker. Well, if you back up cabin, with, you got odd, odds correct. to protect. Yeah, they do a wonderful job. Bet365. And um, I love their actors that they employ.
2: They go big, don't they? They do. They don't muck Ragnar. around.
0: Yep, that's why they. That's why they. Um, that's why they're with the giddy up team. Oh, they, 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 they go. They big. got a,
2: a good model. I think they go Ragnar and Lepagia and then G Hall.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Now, um, horses to follow. Jules, we'll start off with you.
3: Yeah, I thought it was a tricky day from Sandown, but I think Glory Days you can make some money out of, and don't drop off. Um, snapped yet? She's only rated seventy four was well out of its grade on Saturday. The market didn't completely spit it out. Yes, it was soft, but it wasn't sped out completely. Yep. I think we can get this horse back into a restricted race, and I think we can win. I think that's a, ro- a nice rating race, okay. that race to follow. So,
2: I completely agree with both of those. Uh, I really like un- unusual culture next start, and I think we can start to think about having a good bet off, off maybe sort of a 31-day between runs setup up, detonator jack.
0: Okay. There you go, unusual culture and
2: detonated. Jack. What about you? Um, I think it's time to hone in on the big stables and the big jockeys yeah. too. What about it's you
1: there, in.
0: Dino?
1: I thought Remark was absolutely outstanding. I was against him on the weekend, all that setup, but sixty-two kilos, one trial. That race has rated through the absolute roof on my data. And to do that over a thousand meters, he's in for outstanding prep, and he can pick off whatever race he wants next start. And I think what, out what's of his the ideal the trip, Dino? Ideal trip
0: for Remark. Why
1: is it ideal trip? You said 1,000-meter horses and 1,000-meter races. The horse had not run over
0: 1,000 before. Dino, he listened. he said, what's his ideal trip? Remark. Uh, Yeah. Sorry, Dicko. (laughs) Um, Dicko was going to go 1,200 meters. 1,200 meters. 1,200 meters. meters.
1: I just don't know what race they go through. I think they can pick off any race. Possibly, oh, I wouldn't know. like them do it.
0: They're like brothers, these two. But so, can he win a group one? Michael Hawks indicated that he's got group one ability. Could he win a Galaxy? or dare I say yeah, it, I TJ he, Smith?
1: Yeah, I think he can. Um, just what race they choose. Um, he's got that pattern that can sit up on spade, just off the off the leaders, turn a foot. He's got all the right ingredients. Um, I just think he's that perfect gelding that's going to rise to the grades and sit just off these Group Oneers and then become a Group 1 horse, potentially an Everest horse in the making. So um, I just was blown away by the wind and the market liked him late there. So I think he's a good one to follow. And then out of the Eskimo Prince, yeah. Hosopenko and... Brosnan were really good. They'll head to a guineas um, Ossopenko, it was interesting. Nash's thoughts. He sort thought of was again, sort of said that nothing went right there at all. So um, I think they're two ones we can follow as well. So Brosnan, Osipenko and Remark.
2: Well, I think a big tick for Ossipenko is the market. Mm-hmm. Like, that setup to me just looked awful on Saturday, and he just wasn't that soft at all.
0: So he's, he's $6 for the Brandwick Guineas,
2: $2 for Af Cabin. Yeah, but he could have started $20 there on Saturday. I yep. wouldn't have been surprised. You know? Should there be that much? There's a, ret- there's a severe amount of respect yep. from the big boys for this horse's ability.
0: Is there? Should there be that much of a difference between those two with Bet365?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's probably advantage of Pankow off the yep. 1,600 metres. So oh, I think they were even further apart prior to the week. I think it was nearly like 12 and 2. So okay. markets sort of clinged onto it, but um, I don't think they'll be – Pushing out up after that performance.
0: All right, we'll take a break, come back with your questions, and there's plenty of them. Get them in 499 736 736. This is the weekend review on Giddy Up on this Monday morning. This is the weekend review, Giddy Up, Gareth Hall, Jack Dickens, Jules Valance, and our man, well, my man definitely, Dean Watling back in Sydney. Let's go through these text messages. Um, and there is uh, there's a host coming through, so we might go after nine o'clock, it looks like tonight. Um, this here morning. we go. Um, <laughs>
2: come on, G. What we... time was it in Brisbane, by the way? Um, Gareth, it's time for the oh, listeners
0: no. to get in on the 10K challenge. The tips is struggling. That's a good point. There is a group one dog having its debut run at Albion park race two, number three, Wendy rocks.
2: Oh, too good.
0: Only bad luck beats her. Cheers. The odds practice um, practitioner. All right, then we'll take that on board. Albion park dogs tonight. Um, Master crusader is the exact same as detonator. Jack relies heavy on tempo with profile of the horse finds it impossible to win with that profile. That's from James. That's a good example. Yeah, It's a great Jules. example. Cause you'll mm, see it'll get, it'll good. get
2: sort of penned and then they will get to yeah. a price point in a race where the big boys will go, that's enough. And we're going to back it.
0: Brian's text. This text in a few times in capital letters, Gareth, any three blind mice, um, stewards report. John Allen ride right on detonator. Jack did not attempt to improve. Um, uh, his spot, um, uh, stable mates gets the job done. Um, basically Sam says that Johnny Allen pulled it up.
2: Sam sounds like a bit of a flat earther to me. Conspiracy yeah. operator. Like the, yeah. the, the sectionals don't lie. The, the horse went pretty quickly. It just was too far back to be able to win. If he set it a light earlier to get in a position to win, it probably would have stopped. That's what the numbers are saying. When we've got the clarity of them on a Monday morning. And he would be absolutely and probably justifiably, justifiably crucified.
0: Full credit to G, Dino, and myself. Nico and brackets have cabin kicked off his pocket fence for the autumn with a dominant performance in first gear on Saturday. Winners pay up, Dico. There
2: you go. <laughs> uh, I give him a shout out. And he still texts in.
0: Um, Good boy. Was it smart punting to back Kettle Hill on a track that was favouring leaders so much, or should have we looked to others? J Mac flashed home but had too much ground to make up on leader's track that's from Crano, from Where's Oz?
2: I don't think that horse was... Um,
0: Did you hear about that story? Gilles? It
2: was well-backed. It was a good bet.
0: We had Tom Papley oh. join the um, preview team, and we had a multi for $88. And um, Mickey Gannon, he keeps on tipping winners, but every time he comes into the syndicate, bet he loses, and he let us down again with Kettle Hill. Well, he won't be in it again then, I should. No, I think we might have to go to the selection table, Dino, um, yeah. and make a decision um,
1: it was interesting that track though, Tico. I know me myself, you and Gano all thought it was gonna be leaders, but I thought it played really off-fence, run on there on Saturday. Yeah, I think there's very, a, very fair.
2: There's a little pearl in that, and it's that the there's a new curator in Sydney. So some of our mm. historical data is a little bit misleading. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was hoping to see a little bit of I know Jules touched on it with the irrigation, but there was nothing on it. Potentially the inside might have been a bit worse off, or was definitely worse off looking at it, but um yeah, I think it So that's it wasn't really run it, it, you could still win it. wasn't sale. I mean like, it wasn't complete. No, no, smooth. no. But do you think sort of a rail out eight meters, Ramwick, really hot day was probably a good three after race one. It's just gonna be advantage on pace, but they were curling up on the fence um Gilles. more often than not.
0: What, help we got? what hope have we got? So we've got a new track curator that we've got to yeah. take into consideration. Yeah, and then when we go to pack it, we've got to smell the grass. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> not <laughs> <packer>. not <laughs> smell it. You've got to just roll your fingers through it. <laughs> it. You've got to... Earth. You've got to,
2: right. Earth. You've got to Willie... be one with the surface.
0: Willie Pike isn't that good G-man. He couldn't even make the cut in Sydney. He packed up his bat and ball Give with the his hat. tail between the, the legs. And go the go back to WA. That's from Cal. Cal. Uh yeah. Jack at the yeah. I'll give you a hat, man. You can I'm get t- you can get two. Well he's flying at the moment, Kel. Um He's due. Brian, I reckon he's, needles. he's sent his text message in about Jay Allen. He's <laughs> he's furious about Jay Allen and Brian. We get it, Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> it, it doesn't help poor old Johnny Allen when the stablemate wins, like Brian's indicating. Bet365 had the mega boost on half Cabin at $3. Great book yes. Good on you, Jimmy. Um was it how yeah, we Keep going up here with the um, text messages. Here we go. Working beautifully. Um, <laughs> I'm this, assuming we're on a right. break. Yes. No, no. This is a question. <laughs> oh, now I don't know how to work let's it out. Talk we, about, when let's, can we get some
2: callers in, Jay? When let's talk about the two-year-olds. Let's talk about the two-year-olds in Melbourne and in Sydney. Yeah, you
0: got to know. Can you please rate the top two-year-olds in your eyes?
2: Oh, I think that VC um, was a pass mark. The, the market was soft. Um, it loomed up like it was going to win, I think it's a grand final camp. I want to hone in on the big camps moving forward for the next little month or two. And I think, I think you, the market will want to spit it out a little bit. And I don't think you should. I think VC was a good sort of trial for a blue diamond.
3: Yeah. Possibly. Don't know. I don't know about that race. I I half agree with you, Dico. I just don't know. I wasn't blown away with its first win, especially the overall time. And I know yeah. it's more to that than just looking at that. Um, so I can understand why it was a little bit soft. I don't know. I, I, I just don't
2: know. I can't. That's what I mean though. Like, I don't know, but I'm going to lean to blinkers on, big camp.
3: Back to a drier track. Yeah. I think drier track will definitely be important. I, think I love its tactical
2: speed. So like yep. you, you don't really get to make advantage of that when yep. you're on the 1,000-meter dog leg at, on the hillside. But the Blue Diamond this year will be at Sandown, but it'll be a 1,200-meter race. So they need to go around the bend. And like eight times, nine times out of 10, I just want to be with horses that settle forward and midfield at Sandown, and that's going to be this horse. Um, but no, not boys... the winner, because it had a really nice SP yeah. first up in yeah. a good race, then a flat run, which the form looked awful out of that run. And I sort of focused too heavily on that, like the the, the failure, and, and ignored the, the, the really strong SP profile that it had. Um, and it's going to make its own luck as well. So I think those two camps, those two horses profile pretty well.
0: So who won? What did you make? Yep, sorry, Dano. What
1: did you just make of the fourth horse, fellas? I liked it there. I thought that win rated really well on my stuff, but it was a touch plane, I thought, Sarah
3: It was very disappointing, I thought um, Market Dino it. on Saturday. Whether its wheels were spinning, I, I reckon Yendel was had to get into it a little bit earlier than probably would
0: have liked. Uh I'm worried about it. All right, Dico, who won the Twitter mm. war between Joe Pride and Brad Davison after um what how do you pronounce it, horse? Oh, like how, how
2: dare Brad have oh. an opinion? Yeah, oh, How dare he about, I mean is
1: he, He's not old enough And not wide enough Is he like come no. on
0: What about you Dino who, who won that Who won that debate
1: Oh that's a good debate uh, I think probably Advantage to Joe Pride. I just love when Trainers bite back But I agree I think the horse yeah. Had every possible But at the same time You're allowed to have An opinion
0: So I right. think you've done it Respectfully well, you, it's you just, just sit a, on the, the fence There Dino you, Yeah, you've, yeah, get off the yeah way, I'll get fun. splinters Good on you Jules Love your work Well Fox done catcher. It's good, over is it Yeah Good on you Go for the- Bluff it out <laughs> Good on you Dino <laughs>
1: Thanks, fellas.